Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. Garrett's back. All right, buddy. Woo! Biggest news of the week. Full of St. Elmo's steak. Yeah, St. Elmo's steak and shrimp cocktail. <laughs> back from the combine, back from a little vacay. Not much has happened, you know. Yeah, what's been going on? Yeah, not a whole lot. It's pretty <laughs> slow. My uh, vacation, my vacation days of like selecting days, it remains undefeated. Oh, he, undefeated <laughs> guy. The biggest days in franchise history. The guy's like, yeah, I'm just gonna take this one off. Unbelievable. I think. I think. I think I was out when Joe Flacco signed the long-term extension. Sounds about right. I was. I remember I was going to go do, you know, sometimes we go to like a, a Ravens roost and do like a Q&A with, yeah. with people. I was on my way into or out of that when we got the news of the Joe Flacco extension. I remember writing that story from my laptop sitting outside a pizzeria. <laughs> Hey, maybe maybe that'll happen again this year. There you go. There you go. Uh, anyway, some big news, speaking of, with Lamar Jackson and the non-exclusive franchise tag. I had Jameson Hensley on here yeah. for the last episode to, to talk about that. But, you know, it seems like every day there's new developments with that. So, first of all, let's get your, your uh, opening take on that. You know, were you surprised by the non-exclusive? What were your feelings about that, first of all? Well, no, I don't think I was necessarily surprised as... This process has gone on over the course of the last, I mean, really two years, but over the past month, it seemed, especially in talking at the Combine, like it seemed like the wind was moving in that direction. Mm -hmm. And, you know, then all of a sudden, since that happened, all the teams that you would think that could potentially be in the market have reportedly indicated that they aren't in the market. I know we're going to talk about that, whether that's, that's true or not. That's been development since Jameson and I last yeah. spoke. Um but I think that, like, going with a non-exclusive tag, um, it, it gives the Ravens more cap room to play with. If, if you listen to the episode when we had Brian McFarlane on, the exclusive tag really puts the Ravens in a bind from a salary cap standpoint right. for this year. I mean, you're, you're talking about cutting guys you do not want to cut right. um, in order to, to get that number that. under the cap. And so I think that, like, from a salary cap standpoint, it makes sense. There's risk. It's not like a risk-free scenario. Mm -hmm. um, but that... That enhanced risk. Calculated risk. It's a calculated risk at about $13 million. I mean, that's the difference mm -hmm. between the two numbers, right. or two tags. Well, and so and there's more differences, too. The you know the ability for somebody else to potentially well, to negotiate a contract that the Ravens and Lamar haven't been able to reach in two years. Yeah, and so, and so basically, like, now other teams could talk to Lamar if, you know, regardless of what they say in reports right now, other teams could talk to Lamar, and you see what the market bears at this point. Mm -hmm. And... 
the benefit of it is still that the Ravens have final say to a certain extent. They have the ability to match. So Unless somebody draws up an offer sheet that they cannot. They, if someone puts up an offer that they can't match, but you could ultimately then rework a whole bunch of stuff to potentially try to get it to work. <laughs> so you, you, I still think that you have the final say on that to <laughs> a certain extent. And I just think that, like, I think it's a, it's a, look, it's a risk. I think it's a calculated risk. I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, I think that the Ravens are in good position by doing that. I think that one thing that has been clear, I think generally speaking, the Ravens have a really good feel for the market of things. I think that Eric DaCosta has a good feel for who's going to be available, the prices of players on the on the free agent market. I think he has a great feel for how the draft is going to fall, which teams are interested in which players. And so this is probably an indication of that. I think that they probably have a feel for what the market would be and what it would look well, like. They have a feel for what negotiations with Lamar Jackson are yeah, like. Yeah. You know, and, and they've had, obviously, you know, Eric DaCosta's talked about how difficult it's been. And so I think whoever wants to negotiate a deal with Lamar Jackson is in the same shoes that Eric DaCosta has been in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So and he said it's been tough. So now I've, if they want to come with, you know, whatever, if they come with the, what Lamar Jackson is looking for, it could be a very short <laughs> discussion. Course, I don't know. You know? Of course. <laughs> and that's, and that's, you know, the, the great unknown here is the specifics of what Lamar wants right. and the specifics of what the Ravens have offered. Right. Neither of those things have been made public. Right. There's been tons of people that are saying, you know, Lamar's seeking a fully guaranteed contract. Then there was a Stephen A. Smith report, you know, that somebody from his camp said, no, we're not seeking a fully guaranteed contract. And then Justina Anderson responded by saying, well, no, it's not necessarily a fully guaranteed contract. It's just as much, if not more, fully guaranteed money than Deshaun Watson got. Mm -hmm. Those are the reports. Yep. As we have said many times, we don't know what's factual in there or not. <laughs> There's been a lot of stuff that has not been right yeah that's been said so you don't know but those are the reports so yeah I, and i think that where it goes like that is i, I don't know where it ends up landing mm -hmm. as it stands right now it still looks to me like i don't see it right now looking like lamar's gonna play elsewhere this year it still seems like he will be a raven in 2023 and hopefully beyond well, as I said uh, when Jameson was on the podcast, I do think that the non-exclusive franchise tag makes it more likely that Lamar Jackson will play in Baltimore in 2023 than the exclusive franchise which tag. Is which Way is interesting. Which is your face right on the mic there. Yeah, that was, well, it's that kind was of the, really the stand nice. here is a little wobbly. Um, <laughs> the, the, which is interesting because I think the conventional wisdom was like, oh, well. The national media, yeah. we're all like, whoa, you're going to allow Lamar to negotiate with other teams? Like, he's gone. He's gone. That's like the national media. But quite frankly, I think the national media has been off on this story for a while. Yeah. You know? And um, locally, I think more people were like, all right, now, you know, Lamar, you, you can really. Look, there's a disagreement of what Lamar Jackson's worth is between Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. They have not come to an agreement on what his worth is long term, right? Mm -hmm. Now the market can dictate more what Lamar is worth. Now I wouldn't say that that is necessarily a true valuation because any team that signs Lamar Jackson to a contract also has to give the Ravens two first round picks, mm -hmm. right? So that is factored into the value, yeah, yeah. right? And it's two still first, a cost, yeah. Two, that's a cost. Two first round picks is a lot. Yep. Right. Maybe it's less than a lot of people think the Ravens should get for Lamar Jackson based on the 
amazing talent that he is, but it's still two first round picks. And and if it's one of the teams picking in the top ten, that's a valuable that's a very valuable pick. Yeah. Right. So like any team that offers him an offer sheet is factoring that into the equation as well. But that would also be the case when the Broncos traded for Russell Wilson totally. last year or a team that's trading for Aaron Rodgers if the Jets end up trading for Aaron Rodgers. The big you know, differences there are it, what that quarterback's contract was at the time and what they're seeking, right? I mean, any team that's going to draw up an offer sheet for Lamar Jackson has certainly heard the reports of what he's looking for. Mm-hmm. Right, and then when they, whenever they enter the conversations, they'll find out for themselves what Lamar is looking for. So that's what I think. You know, if if some teams are just saying, "Look, I'm not willing to spend that much in guaranteed money or whatever," then they might not write up an offer sheet, right? Because you have to get to that threshold plus the two first round picks. Yeah, of course. I just think you know when we're talking about, of course, teams who don't have a, a very good quarterback right now. Of course they should be interested in Lamar Jackson. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. Absolutely they should be interested in having him as their guy. The question is, is the cost worth it, right? And it's not just the contractual cost and the the reported guaranteed money that Lamar is seeking cost. It's also the two first-round picks cost. Mm -hmm. So it's an expensive proposition if you're going to draw up an offer sheet and actually get Lamar Jackson on your team. Now, he's awesome. One of the best stars well, yeah, in the league. Yeah. So, you know, and we've seen other quarterbacks recently, Deshaun Watson, like, you know, uh, Russell Wilson, like teams give up a, a mountain of resources to get him, right? Didn't really work out well for the Broncos this year. Yeah. I wouldn't say it really worked out for the Browns either. Yeah. Right? And I just, I wonder if those case studies last season are make, giving more teams pause to say, do we want to go down that road? Yeah. Or or do we want to just spend this high top 10 pick on a rookie quarterback and who's going to be way cheaper and and take our chances there. And take our chances there. Yeah. I think I think like had Russell Wilson had an amazing year. You know, like Tom Brady, right? Mm-hmm. So a few years ago Tom Brady goes to Tampa Bay. They were on the cusp of they had this great defense. You add Tom Brady and boom, they win a the Super Bowl. Now everybody's like, "You know what? If I feel like I'm a quarterback away, if I have this good team and I add the quarterback, I win a Super Bowl." So they're willing to give up. The Broncos are willing I mean, to give up an arm and a leg to get Russell Wilson because they think that puts him over the top. Now the most recent, the re- most recent evidence is maybe that isn't the most wise financial decision for your club. Yeah, right? and it changes in a hurry. I mean, you left out Matthew Stafford. Uh, obviously, yes, the Rams exactly, made exactly. the trade and they win the Super Bowl with him. Exactly, but they're paying for it now. They're in a bag salary cap situation. Right. And they don't have any first round picks to climb out. And, of. and those quarterbacks are all unique. You know, Lamar Jackson is twenty six years old. Mm-hmm. Unanimous MVP. So, like, he has way more, you know, at a way better stage of his career than Russell Wilson is. Yeah. You know, and he didn't have all the off-field stuff that Deshaun Watson does. Right? So, like, we're talking about a different level of player here. Right. And and that's how some team might be looking at me and, like, yeah, I'm willing to give up all of that, the two first-round picks and the contract, because this is Lamar Jackson. Right. (laughs) Especially especially when you look and you consider that Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson went for more. You know, right. they, they went for far more than two first-round picks. Yep. So you would think that the market would be there. Right. But at this point, all the reports are that it's not going to be. The I also don't know. The, the Panthers, the Raiders, the Falcons. The Falcons were the team most widely mm-hmm. linked to the, the Ravens. The Commanders. The Commanders and the Dolphins are all saying no. Right. Nah. Now, 
I will put this out there right now, is I don't believe, I, I take all that with a grain of salt. Yeah. All of that with a grain of salt. How many times have we seen or heard a team say, yeah, we love, we love our quarterback. We love our quarterback. Now nah, we're not in the quarterback uh, market in the draft. And then they trade up 10 picks and take a quarterback. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like you can't sit there and dog on your current quarterback. And it, because if you don't get Lamar Jackson, now you have a quarterback that you just said, nah, we're looking for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's the situation the Browns got into with Baker Mayfield a couple of years. Last yeah, last year. year. Last, last year. year. Yeah. Right. They basically were like, yeah, we're interested in Deshaun Watson. We're exploring that. And then it didn't look like he was going to reject them. And Baker Mayfield was like, mm, oh, mm, okay. You know, I, I went out too. Yeah. And they look like they and, might be left with neither. Exactly. And then they had to push all the chips to the center of the table to get Deshaun Watson. Yeah. They had to go over the top uh-huh. to make sure they weren't left in a predicament with no quarterback. Yeah. So anytime you hear teams leaking through reporters that they're not interested, blah, 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 blah. Maybe it's true. They might also be calling the, saying that to some reporter, then calling the Ravens and saying, you got Lamar Jackson's number? Yeah. I'd right. like to negotiate with him <laughs> yeah. starting March 15th. Uh-huh. So I, I, I just think, you know, there were the reports that the Raiders were out and then they, Diana Rossini, like 12 hours later was like, nah, Raiders are in. They haven't well, I mean, out. look, I mean, things changed drastically. I mean, <laughs> using the Falcons as the example, there was one report that said uh, the trade talks, Heated up at the combine between the right. Falcons. That were and like, the, they and were the like, <laughs> right. and then like an hour later, it was the the Falcons are not in the mix. <laughs> so like, there's going to be reports all over the place, and it's kind of it's really not that much different than what we've seen with Lamar. This is one offer. This is another offer. You know, he wants fully guaranteed. He doesn't want fully guaranteed. It's right. like all these different offer, all these different reports exactly. that are out there, and it's Just hard to know, know where the truth is. Exactly. Just don't know what to believe. And anytime you're talking about a deal of such magnitude. Any team that, that wants to pursue Lamar Jackson, that's a massive deal, and you don't want to actually signal your true intentions to any other team and get in a bidding war with them or whatnot. Yeah. Right? You want to play it cool, and you want to be like, nah, I'm not interested. You know, I've seen some people suggest that with a non-exclusive tag that basically that kind of forces the rest of the league to set the market, you know, mm-hmm. in, a public, mm-hmm. in a public setting. To say, like, all right, here's my offer sheet. You know, anybody else got one? And Well, are we guaranteed that their offer sheet's going to get out? Well, if he was, if Lamar's going to consider it, right? I mean, if he Well, if he's going to sign it, then yes. Right. But if he's just considering it, they might have the same deal with Lamar Jackson that we don't divulge what offer sheet we put out there, and you don't divulge what we put out there. and Potentially. But I think that, like, I think that, the the argument I've seen some people make is basically that this puts this makes the rest of the league set the market. Yeah, you know the Ravens yes. have have put deals out there. None of them have been accepted. Now, okay, everyone else, you guys can set the market. Yeah, um, and we'll see what that market dictates. Yeah, and I don't know what it ultimately will dictate. I think you know time will tell. I'll also, I think the other thing that's interesting here is the timing of it. Like, free agency opens next week, so it doesn't have to happen by next week. It wouldn't happen by next week. They can't even negotiate until the new league year opens. Well, and then the Ravens have five days to match or not. Right, and so but so like, teams. So if you let's say even say you're a team and you have get Lamar Jackson to sign an offer sheet, you just come at him and say basically with a blank check, we'll give you whatever you want. We're mm-hmm. giving you the contract you want. We're giving you Deshaun Watson plus money. Yeah, right. You sign him. Well, the Ravens have five days to decide. So you're sitting out the first five days of free agency while you're waiting on an answer potentially from the Ravens. Yeah. They could take all five of those days. They could take one hour. Yeah. Yeah. And and for these teams, like obviously clearing that space under your cap 
impacts as the Ravens are in this situation right. how you're going to approach free agency. Right. So does the teams? I think that could also be a factor in terms of whether teams are going to be interested. It's like you have to kind of make that decision without knowing how it's going to play out, right. and then you could sit out free agency and be left with nothing. Right. There's risk there too. For all these reasons, that's why I think that there's a high barrier to entry here. I don't think it's going to be easy for another team to get Lamar Jackson signed to an offer sheet. And mm-hmm. I think there's a pretty decent chance, despite how good a player Lamar Jackson is and how many teams he would benefit, I think there's a pretty decent chance that he does not sign an offer sheet, period. Mm-hmm. That a deal doesn't come his way that he wants, that's better than the Ravens offer, let's say. Or that you know, a, even a lot of teams even f- formally submit an offer to him. Because, it- because they don't want to give up that much guarantee money, plus two first-round picks, plus sit out the first five days of free agency, plus clear all the cap space that's required, whatever. Right? Yeah, and, and I mean, look, another team... Plus negotiate with him. You have to go through all these negotiations with him. Another team's not also not going to make an offer that's not like a serious offer. It's like, because <laughs> you know the Ravens just match that and he wouldn't sign it. It's like, well, what's the then, point? Then, well, then the market is not dictating what Lamar Jackson's terms are then. If no other team makes him an actual offer... I'm saying then it's the, only going to be serious. It would only be serious offer. So you're, sure. you're not like... I mean, look, I, I don't think his phone won't ring. I mean, I think that somebody's going to pick up and say, hey, what are you looking for? Yeah. Um, but I'm just saying that when it comes to actually making an offer, it's teams are not going to waste his time or their own. Or mm-hmm. it's they're not. They're, it's just not going to – if they don't feel like they can make a serious offer, then I'm not even right. going to bother. Yeah, I would agree with that. So I, I, I honestly just like – I just – I say that I think there's a high barrier to entry here. I also think it only takes one team – who yep. is quarterback once Lamar Jackson and, and is willing to give all that up is, is desperate enough for a quarterback. Desperate's not the right word. If you're passionate enough for that, for Lamar Jackson, then you'll give what up what's required. Right. The, the, the other thing I was going to say on timing is that there's also a scenario in which it could happen after the draft. And this is something that going back to right. Brian McFarlane, he's floated out there because the dolphins are a team. They don't have a first round pick this year. So all right, right. they're off. But after the draft, then if something were to take place at that point and the dolphins, seem to be committed to Tua, but who knows? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so then that could happen after that point. So then it would be a 2024 and a 2025 first-round pick. Right. And could this be something that takes place after the draft once teams realize this is our this is who we've drafted, this is how we've played for agency? And so that's an interesting dilemma as well. So this is something that, Well, that they, I don't think that dilemma... I don't think that works out very well for the Ravens. If if I'm the Ravens, I want to have it, have it happen before the draft. So you have because, clarity. Well, you have clarity and you have the potential to draft a, a quarterback. <laughs> Replacement, <laughs> but it may not potentially be up to them. I mean, if a team comes through with an offer sheet after yep. the, after the draft, then that's the timing of it. That's something that I know that has been floated out there. Could that be an avenue? And so, like, when is this going to be resolved? I think a lot of people want to know that. I don't know. I don't know that this is something that the other possibility here is that the Ravens reach a long term deal that still exists as well. Exactly. I like mean, he may say, you know what? Let's just do the deal. You, well, you know, he well, may, to, to my to my point of you know if the market is is quiet for Lamar right because of what knowing what it's going to take to get it done and all these things we've just talked about well then he could come back to the Ravens and say you know what yes I'm I'm willing to take the best offer you had the best offer on the table and I'm I'm willing to take that now right or they meet somewhere in the middle or uh or he just plays under the tag Mm -hmm. for a year 32.4 million those are the options. Yeah. Right. And uh, 
you know, then for the Ravens, obviously it's a great thing you have Lamar Jackson on the field again in 2023, plus a stacked defense, like, let's ride, you know. But you're in the same situation again all season long with this hanging over their heads uh, and Lamar's head, and you're back in the same boat again next offseason. Yeah, it's just kicking the can. Now, right, you can franchise him again, and it's still a relatively, according to the quarterback market, a, a cat-friendly number for what Lamar Jackson is. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, how far do you want to keep kicking this can is the problem. Maybe yeah. you come to a long-term deal then or whatever. Yeah. Right, but, like, you know, and then you have the questions of how much of the offseason practices and stuff does Lamar participate in if that's if he's playing under the tag this year. You know, you're trying to install a new offense under Tom Munkin. He already a- answered a question about that. Not ideal, mm-hmm. certainly. We don't know what Lamar would do, but you know that the potential, the possibility exists. Yeah, historically speaking, players who are on the franchise tag don't participate in the offseason program, and then till training camp, and then even some training camp is right. questionable. Would not be ideal. Some t- players even take it up till regular season and miss games. You know, like that is an option. That's what some players do. So, like the the resolution here, like who knows when that is going to take place. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. But I don't necessarily think it's like it's just so funny. It's like, oh, it'll be taken care of, you know, by free agency. Well, no. It'll be taken care of by the draft. Maybe. You know, right. <laughs> it's like, right. maybe. Right. Or this no could linger. Idea. Or, the, or we could be, you know, flash forward a year from now and it's March. You we're know. on the same couch, me and you, yeah. talk about St. Elmo's again. <laughs> After the combine, we're having the same conversation. That possibility exists as well. Uh, I will say this. Uh, one other point that I've been thinking about recently is, you know, there's, a number of people out there that say, well, two first round picks for Lamar Jackson just isn't enough because yeah. they're comparing it to the Russell Wilson and the Sean Watson deals. And, and I certainly understand that Lamar Jackson, I think is a better player than both those guys mm-hmm. and younger and clean mm-hmm. off the field, all yeah. that stuff. Right. But the market dictates what that price is going to be. There's other circumstances. I will say that if the Ravens, the possibility, I think, exists to get maybe more than two first-round picks. The only mechanism for doing that would be if another team wants to send them to an offer sheet, the Ravens say, 
uh, well, we're just going to match that, so you're not going to get them. And uh, they say, well, if you don't want us to match your offer sheet, then uh, you're going to have to trade us more than two first round picks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they're, I'm not, Brian McFarland would be the guy if there's language in the CBA that does not allow this. But now we're getting into speaking, the nitty gritty of the yeah, CBA technically, language. Right. Technically speaking, he, at any time now, Lamar Jackson could sign the franchise tag. Mm-hmm. That would put him under the Ravens' control, which then they are free to do whatever, they are free to trade him to another team that he would want to go to or that wants him, obviously. And you could potentially trade him for more than two first round picks. Yeah. Once he signs the tag, that's a possibility. Yeah. The Ravens have said they. Eric Costa has made it pretty clear multiple times now that trade has not really entered his mind, his thinking. I genuinely think that the Ravens, the more you hear from them and the more that you hear even reports from Ian Rappaport talking about all the different ways the Ravens have tried to, you know, construct this contract and, and that it's a really good contract offer. It's a very high offer. I think the Ravens feel like they have a very good offer on the table is, is what all the reports are indicating. Yeah. And I think they genuinely want him back. I think they genuinely want him to go out on the market and if the market doesn't bear that he's going to get whatever contract he's looking for, they genuinely want him to come back and sign a long-term deal with them. Yeah. That's what I think. I think the Ravens want him back. I definitely think that that's the case and, you know, based on that latest from Ian Rappaport, like, saying it'd be far more than $40 million, like, this is a (laughs) big-time deal. The the comments, the comments about how how could Daniel Jones be making this and Lamar Jackson's making less than Daniel Jones on an average per year is just asinine. Mm-hmm. I mean that's just a that's just a not a good take because <laughs> Lamar Jackson we don't know what the contract is but you know according to Ian Rapport if he signed it tomorrow he'd be making far more than Daniel Jones and I believe that to probably be true. Yeah. <laughs> so didn't um, we're going back a ways here, but in terms of players testing the market, Ray Lewis did that. Yeah. I don't remember the year that it was, but 2006 or in that range, he went out there and tested the market and flirted with the Cowboys, right? Wasn't yep. that like the yep. main team that he yep. was in the mix for? Yep. And then ultimately determined, all right, I want to stay in Baltimore. And right. I think the deal from the Ravens was the best deal that was on the table. It's certainly not unheard of at all for two sides in a free agency uh, discussion in a, a de- contract uh, negotiation certainly not unheard of for them to have different opinions of what the value is yeah and then for them not to come to agreement and then for the team to say okay we haven't reached an agreement go out on the market and see what you're worth and then oftentimes or sometimes they go out and they do get more than what the ravens thought that's cj mosley let's Mm -hmm. point to that right the jets blew him out Water and yeah. just gave him a ton of money. I think the Ravens thought that there's a pretty decent shot CJ Mosley might come back and sign resign with Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of examples of a guy going out, Ray Lewis to your point. And the money isn't necessarily there, or it's not there at a big enough difference from the Ravens offer to to leave. And they say, you know what, I'll I'll, I'll take that deal. And then with Ray Lewis, you know, that becomes kind of a forgotten point in his legacy. So maybe that's what happens with Lamar. Let's hope so. He goes out there, and then they end up working out a long-term deal, and he ends up staying in Baltimore. And then at one point we say, did Lamar test the market at one point? Did that happen? Exactly. When you're telling the Lamar Jackson story in 20 years, and you're talking about all the Super Bowls that he's won. Exactly. And you say, like, oh, yeah, that did happen. Right. Yeah, totally. And Lamar could also go out on the market, not get the offer he's looking for, and say, I'm still not going to budge for my number, and I'm just going to play it on the tag and keep playing the tag game, and the 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 market for quarterbacks will keep going up, and I'm yeah. just going to wait it out. He yeah. could say that too. Totally, all those scenarios exist. Yeah, 
Yep. I have no idea which one we're going to land on. I've I just hope we land on the one that keeps Lamar Jackson in Baltimore for the longest because I, I like watching that guy play. I'm glad we brought clarity to the situation. <laughs> we have brought no clarity. <laughs> We've just brought a bunch of points. <laughs> All right, wait. I have one more point about this before we move on okay. from the topic. You know, when we're talking about what are the teams that are going to be potentially interested in Lamar Jackson, okay, I've got two that I'm keeping an eye on. Now, of course, all those Falcons Raiders, like I said, take it with a grain of salt. They could be interested. The latest report from them is that those teams, the uh, Raiders, the Panthers, and the, who was the other team? Houston are interested in Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm. Okay. To me, what that tells me, if that report is true, which once again, we do not know. If that is true, that tells me they're looking for a bridge quarterback and they're going to pick up a quarterback early. Yeah. Because when you look at the teams that could be interested in Lamar Jackson, it might be a team that's in the second half, the latter part of the draft, who thinks they're not going to be able to get a rookie, one of these rookie quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Might make more sense. Yeah. Right? If, if you're Houston, you're picking number two, you might say, I'm not spending all that money. I'm just going to take Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Yeah. Right? Or Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. Yeah. Right? Like all of those teams that I just mentioned, Carolina, uh, Houston, and the Raiders have top 10 picks. Yep. So the, to me, that if that's true, that says they want to take a rookie quarterback and, and also have a guy that, whatever, for the next year or maybe two until that rookie is ready to take over. Yep. You know? So, so, and right. so then I start. This is looking the long at, preamble. So, I so, who, start, so you I start, start digging, huh? So I go to the back half of the first round. <laughs> I start looking at the Jets yep. and the Commanders. Well, the Jets obviously are in the quarterback market. There's no secret there. I mean, they talked to Derek Carr, and as we're recording this, they had a visit with Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. And that is up in the air right Their now. desire to spend a lot of money on a quarterback. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has a $50 million yeah. average per year I mean, it's contract. It's like no secret that the Jets are in the quarterback market. Exactly. Aaron Rodgers so seems to be their top the, the pick I, right now. And anything could happen with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. That dude, who knows? Right. Yeah. So like the Jets are, I think it's it's just funny to think about. Does the whole Lamar situation is it going to boil down to what happens with Aaron Rodgers? Does Aaron Rodgers hold the keys to the Lamar Jackson situation? Uh, kind of. I mean, honestly, like when I talked to Ian Rappaport at the combine, he made the point that like there were some big, some of the big stories not prospect related, and one was where does Aaron Rodgers go because that kind of is a domino that affects the rest of the league. Totally. Not just the name that all oh, that's a big story that people talk about, but like you know, in this quarterback market and movement. Where Aaron Rodgers goes could be that first shoe to drop. Yep. Actually, Derek Carr really was. Derek Carr really was in going mm-hmm. not to the Jets. You know, when he goes to New Orleans, now you have Aaron Rodgers potentially going to the Jets. So, yeah, I mean, if, if they don't get Aaron Rodgers, right. then... Right. If I'm, a, if I'm a Ravens fan, I am paying close attention to the Aaron Rodgers situation, uh-huh. is my point. And then the Commanders are an interesting, and they, they pick at number 16. Mm-hmm. Cle- have clearly a quarterback need. I think Sam Howell is the guy mm-hmm. they're saying right now is their number one. And... You know, are they a team that's willing to give a fully guaranteed contract potentially? Right. Um, you know, Daniel Snyder, there's all the talk about is he selling a team, is he not? Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk just wrote like the commanders to him make the most sense of anybody. Mm-hmm. That it just makes too much sense that they would get interested. And, you know, if Dan Snyder sells a team, the contract is the next guy's, you know, whoever right. buys the team, that's right. their contract, basically. Right. Um, so that's another, I think, interesting team to watch for as well yeah i mean look like you said at one point here i think there's a lot of teams that would be interested in lamar jackson totally obviously so the idea of either of those teams being in the mix 
completely would be unsurprised by that. I just, the way I feel right now, I still think he's going to be a Raven in 2023. That's my gut. Mm -hmm. And hopefully it's much longer than that. But that's, that's the way I feel right now is that he will be back in Baltimore this year. That is what that exactly looks like. Is that the tag? Is that a long-term deal? Is that a medium-term deal? I mean, that's something we haven't really talked about. Could there be a world in which you do a three-year deal or something like that? Well, I think that's from some of the Rappaport stuff about the Ravens have tried different yeah. contract structures. That's what I took from it. Yeah. Do we do a fully guaranteed three-year deal? Right. You know, that's another option. And, you know, that could maybe... Well, if that option has already been put on the table, yeah. it hasn't been the option. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like... I think when you talk about long-term deal, everyone's mind goes to like, all right, this is a five, six, Patrick yeah, Mahomes yeah. 10-year deal, but maybe there's a three, you know, maybe a world in which that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Two, I don't know. Um, two would yeah, probably be well, surprising. Yeah, we don't we don't know what Lamar is looking for. We don't know if it's he wants, an you know, $230 million guaranteed as a baseline, that much money, or whether it's more about I want a fully guaranteed contract, period. Mm-hmm. Yep. Even if it's only 120 or whatever, 160, whatever yep. it is, right? Is he willing to, the question is, is Lamar willing to sign a contract that I think is less than $230 million guaranteed? That's the question. Yeah. We don't know. All right. We're going to take a quick break and we come back. We'll dive into some of the other big topics of this week. Listeners, the sports landscape is always changing. This week is no different. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, and it still has daily fantasy contests running for those who are looking to have some skin in the game. Every player has a salary associated with drafting them. Very important this time of the year as we're talking about the salary cap. You assemble a lineup of players while sitting under that salary cap, and you try to watch your points pile up. Now you know how to play. Download the DraftKings app today. Sign up using the code FLOCK. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. The code is FLOCK at DraftKings. Yep. So let's talk about, uh, you know, the other big thing coming up, obviously, is free agency. Yeah. Right? And Lamar Jackson being on the non-exclusive tag and the Ravens, now we all know what that number is going to be. At least that's the highest the number is going to be for the Ravens this year. Because you would think if he were to sign a long-term contract extension, the 2023 cap number would be lower than 32.4. Yeah. That's generally how it works. Yeah. Um. So now, kind of, there's a, a picture which, in which the Ravens can operate business, right? Knowing that first domino, kind of. Um, the Ravens are currently $9 million about over the salary cap. Thank you once again to Brian McFarland for all that you do. <laughs> and uh, have to clear that salary cap space by the time the new league year begins on March 15th at 4 p.m. So the Ravens have reportedly... Trade agreed to a trade uh, of Chuck Clark to the New York Jets for a seventh round pick in twenty twenty four. Chapter in twenty twenty four. So that would be one step to get under that salary cap. Uh, it says about four point one. I think that's correct. Yeah. Um. So there are other moves that need to be made before we get into the, talking about that. Let's just. Acknowledge what Chuck Clark has been for the Ravens and what that trade means. Because here's a former sixth-round pick mm-hmm. out of Virginia Tech who has, I'll tell you, when you go back and look at all the Ravens' late-round picks, Chuck Clark's going to stand out as one of the best. Right? If you're talking day three, especially beyond round four. Yeah, I think him and Judon are probably, Judon yeah. was a fifth. Two of the best. Yeah, two of the best, yeah. 
You'd have to really go back. I mean, uh, what was Stokely back in the day? You know who else was, was a really late. good one? was Tyrod Taylor, six-round pick. Yeah, seriously. Is he, he's still in the league, right? I think he was a backup this year. I think he was a backup for the Giants this year. he's still playing. Yeah. And that was <laughs> amazing. Yeah. I'm pulling up the Ravens draft history right now. Go ahead and talk about how great No, Chuck look, Clark's Chuck, Chuck Clark's been a really good player. I mean, he's had a huge part in a lot of wins. Somebody that was really well-respected in this locker room. Knew everybody's role. The Kind of the consummate professional. Even last year, you know, he was upset about the Ravens drafting Kyle Hamilton and signing Marcus Williams, and that kind of left him as the odd man out. And there was talk of whether the Ravens would trade him last year and um, and all that. But then he showed up, and he participated throughout the offseason program and training camp, and he was just a total pro um, and played well. He Ooh. played well, started every game last year. So I, I think that Chuck Clark, like, this at a certain point, you find yourself in a situation where you need to clear salary cap space. The Ravens are at that point. You also drafted a first-rounder with 14th overall pick in Kyle Hamilton where you want him to take on an even bigger role next year. And so the timing just made sense to, all right, it's right. time to move on. Right. I and mean, Chuck, Chuck at, after the season ended, kind of saw that this was certainly a possibility. You know, he talked during the season about how un- uncertainty about what the future holds and then at the end of the year made it very clear that <laughs> I may not be back. Right. And so I think there's disappointment in losing Chuck because of all these meant to the team. Yeah. Walter good Bay dude, good year. player. Yeah. All I of mean, that. super durable. He's played yeah. every single defense snap the past three years. He just, like, you, he's somebody you could count on. Right. And in a lot of different ways. And yep. so losing players like that is tough, but that's like the hard economics of the game. Yeah, totally. Another great late-round pick that we, we didn't mention, Adelius Thomas. Mm-hmm. Six-round pick. What was that, 97? That was in 2000. Okay. Uh yeah, I mean that 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 might that might take the cake. That's a re- that's a very good one. Yeah, we're going back. Sam Cook, on that one. Sam Cook. Yeah, Dewan Landry was a fifth round pick. All right, I'm I'm just coming. I I love you know memory me. Lane. You know me. I love doing this. I love going pat through Pat Arthur Jones as a fifth round pick. Pretty good pick. <laughs> Brunel McPhee. Pr- <laughs> that no, <laughs> that no off the chain. <laughs> Ryan Jensen, sixth round pick. Yeah, that was a pretty darn good pick. Ricky Wagner, fifth round pick. These fifth and sixth round picks. That's John Ernst, ones. Uh, Darren Waller, yeah. Darren Waller, sixth round pick. All right, all right, all right, all right. I have, to stop. Some, I have to stop. There's been some stop. good ones over the years. There's you know, I love reviewing drafts. Yeah, there's been, there's been some good ones. So look, I think that going back to Kyle Hamilton, like this is going to be his opportunity to blossom more in this yep. defense. Yep. And so the I Ravens mean, the guy got the highest PFF grade of any safety in the league. Now. He wasn't really playing your traditional it's like a nickel third safety. safety role. Exactly, he was like a big nickel. Yeah, uh, but like you know, his ability to cover tight ends, he covered slot receivers. You know, a number of times over the course of the year, like you know, Chuck Clark wasn't going one on one man to man coverage with Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. right? Like I think that Kyle Hamilton showed all the skills necessary to to play in that Chuck Clark kind of role. And I, I think his role moving forward, and John Harbaugh spoke to this at the Combine, is going to be a combination of what Chuck Clark was this past year and what he was, what Kyle Hamilton was. Like, he's still going to, I think, go down and play in that nickel role occasionally, and they can move Brandon Tom- Brandon Stevens over the top. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's going to be a very flexible role. That's part of the beauty of Kyle Hamilton, is he is a Swiss Army knife. So I don't think it's like he's just in the Chuck Clark, you know, job. Um, but I think what it does is means he's going to be on the field basically every snap. Exactly. He's going to be a starter. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Instead of playing 30% of the snaps, he's going to play 100. 
Now, the question that all Ravens reporters love to ask. Who's going to wear the green dot? The biggest question. It's going to be the question of the offseason. No, it's not. It's going to be Roquan Smith. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, that's not. I think Roquan, I'm not 100% sure on this. He might have been wearing it by the end of the season. Um, really? I, I'm not 100% sure on that, but, I mean, Roquan Smith is going to be the guy wearing the green dot. <laughs> you just burst the biggest storyline <laughs> of the offseason. Wow, golly day. No fun league over yeah. here. Sorry. Sheesh. <laughs> Sheesh. Uh, so, anyway, Chuck, enjoyed having you on the team, man. He, he was great. Great was guy. Great. great guy. And best of luck with the Jets. Of course, this is all reports. doesn't become official until the new league year begins. But, uh, yeah, good stuff. Uh, all right, the other big moves of the week are the hirings on the coaching staff. John yeah. Harbaugh has been a busy guy. Yes, Filled the three remaining vacancies on the coaching staff. Hired Greg Lewis as the wide receivers coach. Chuck Smith, a.k.a. Dr. Rush, a.k.a. I got a prescription for sacks, <laughs> as the outside linebackers coach. And Denard Wilson as the defensive backs coach. Um, so really three very interesting, like, really good hires, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, out some outside-the-box thinking here, I mean, you have – just going through it, Denar Wilson, here's a guy that was a finalist for the Eagles' defensive coordinator position, was the secondary coach of the best secondary in the NFL last year. Yep. Uh, his players were all, like, campaigning, openly campaigning for him to become get the D coordinator job. Yep. Like, the Eagles went to the Super Bowl. This guy, bona fide. Yeah. Right? Just doesn't get the D.C. job there and says, all right, well, I'll go to Baltimore. Yep. Right? Then you have Chuck Smith. Which is a really interesting hire. I mean, as I said, outside the box, like guy in a Keith Williams kind of background, in that he had like his own kind of business uh, training kind of mm-hmm. operation going, in which he was a pass rush specialist to some of the best pass rushers in the league. Yep. Von Miller recruited him, brought him in to run his pass rush summit and kind of coordinate all that and work with the guys. I mean, he's worked with Justin Houston, he's worked with Clayus Campbell, he's worked with tons of premier pass rushers max crosby chandler jones um so you know a guy that's got bona fide pass rush chops and the ravens have already took a big step up in the sack department this past year when compared to the year prior and this is great news you would think for odafe owe mm-hmm. for uh david ajabo yep like i mean tyus bowser also the other guys but you're just thinking about these young guys who the ravens really it's really important for Odafe to take a year three step up. It's really important for Ojabo to become the premier guy that the Ravens, you know, the first round talent guy that the Ravens envision. And now Chuck Smith, a.k.a. Dr. Rush, I'll say it again, <laughs> is the guy in charge. You just love a good nickname. I do love first, a good nickname. First word of business, you hire a new coach. All right, let me see if this guy's got any nicknames before I even look at his track record. It was really hard not to put Dr. Rush in the headline mm. of the story. Really hard. <laughs> R- really hard. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, this guy is bona fide. So I, I'm really excited about that hire. And then Greg Lewis. I mean, here you have, he was a wide receivers coach and then the running backs coach for the Kansas City Chiefs. Do they have any good playmakers out there? I think I had a few. Yeah, they got a few. So... Former wide receiver, you know, played when John Harbaugh was coaching in Philly. Yep. Um, you know, Chuck Smith, by the way, former, also another former NFL player, big time defensive end for, I believe, the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, just really, I, th- I think I'm, I'm really excited about all three hires. Yeah, I think that that shows these guys are certainly had options on the table, you would think. And um, I think it shows the respect that John Harbaugh has around the NFL. Um, and I give him a lot of credit for the process that he's gone through with his entire coaching shift this offseason really yeah. the past two years i mean if yeah. you go back and you look at it todd munkin and bringing him in we we talked when he was going through that process about how exhaustive that search was and you go back a year ago you've changed two coordinators now in the past two years exactly. um and i really like the coaches they brought in during that time so i did the research on this garrett all right here are the coaches other than harms obviously mm-hmm. here are the guys that were position coaches in 2021 and are still with the team okay okay t martin joe d anthony weaver and chris hewitt Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's outside of special teams. The three yeah. special teams coaches for 2021 are all in the place. Right. I'm saying offensive or defensive position coaches in 2021. That's the list. Yeah. So, like, there's been, you know, and it remains to be seen Craig Versieg, James Urban, Keith Williams, what roles they have on the staff. John Harbaugh left that door open. Yeah. But as of now, that's it. So, like, there's been a lot of turnover and a lot of really smart, uh, good coaches that have joined the staff. And I, I think that the coaching staff's in a really good spot right now. Yeah. And I'm excited. Like, I'm, just on the offensive side, like I, I'm just, I really have been impressed with Todd Munkin and talking with him, liked him. And I know he's been like going through the process of building out that staff and doing the interviews. And I know the Ravens are really fired up about him. I, I just am really in, interested to see how different this offense looks, what is different about it, what's similar about it. We won't really know that until they get on the field once it's OTA time. But I just, I'm excited about to hear what kind of tweaks and changes this offense is going to have. For sure, yeah. All right, so we got one email. Uh, this one comes from Daniel Bernstein. <laughs> he said, wrote it to me after the Jameson pod. He said, Mick, you okay, man? You sound like somebody let the air out of your tires on that last pod. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's because I didn't have you here. Yeah, I was going to say, so that was the key, right? Uh, Jameson was great, though. He might have to. You might have to boot you out. Of He's give me the boot. Uh, so Daniel says, all will be well. I actually think this move gives us the best chance of seeing Lamar in Baltimore long term and doing so in a way that doesn't compromise the rest of the roster. In EDC and still Oz, we trust. Keep your head up, man. Best Daniel. Thank you, Daniel, for the pat on the back, for the pick me up. It was also it, it was an insult and a pick me up. 
Well, of course. You said you had no air in your tires. <laughs> well, yeah, you can't. That's just my life. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll you're, running always, on, you're generally just running on E? Yes. Well, gen- and always the butt of the joke. Oh, okay. Always. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyway, thank you for emailing, Daniel. As always, you can reach us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Rate, review, and subscribe. We need more ratings than just my family members. Mm. Okay. My mom loves the pod. Have you heard? She keeps making different accounts. Oh, yeah. Oh, fake. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Apple, did, n- nobody heard that. Okay. That's the scrub that from the record. <laughs> hey, th- let's give a big shout out here. Bryson. Bryson's coming on full time. producer, yes. As our producer, full time. Let's give Bryson a round of applause, man, because he is producer extraordinaire, and he just accepted a full-time position. Congratulations, Bryson. We got to talk louder than that. Yeah, well, hey, the thing about Bryson that's great is if, if he, if anybody, he produces this every week, and if anybody yeah. could do so and make you sound good, then they were like, we got to give this guy a full-time job. Totally. Oh, it, there's a lot of editing that needs to be done. <laughs> He makes Mick sound good. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's a full-time job in and of itself. <laughs> um, anyway, rate, review, subscribe. Send us an email congratulating Bryson on the full-time job. I'm sure he would appreciate that. And also make sure you're checking out our new podcast, Ravens Press Pass, in which you can find all the press conferences and media availabilities that we have. Uh, John Harbaugh and Eric Tacosta's interviews from the Combine mm-hmm. are on there. So go check that out as well. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with you next week. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.